welcome to Breaking Bread. This is a show where we explore food through culture, conversations, and a whole lot of curiosity. I'm your host, Lo Yi Jun, a food writer and recipe developer from the Jun and Tonic blog. Now, throughout the MCO, the food and beverage industry has been pretty hard hit. Restaurants have been forced to turn to online deliveries, cloud kitchens, and just pretty much pivoting from the regular brick and mortar setup. But with the MCO lifting, restaurants have seen a boom in demand again. I just went out a couple of days ago, actually, just across the street from the BFM studios to a cafe that was booming in business. This place actually opened a few days just before MCO and was forced to close. But now they've survived through months of MCO and is now actually thriving. I'm talking about Ocha Matcha in TTDI. So I went there to interview the owners of the shop, Jongka Wai and Jongka Heng, to find out more about their drinks and how they've been doing. Hi, this is Breaking Bread, and today I'm actually at a shop I'm recording outside. I'm at Ocha Matcha, a matcha shop that is in TTDI. And it's actually right opposite the BFM office in Manara Ken. And I'm with the two uh, brothers, the two founders of the shop. And I'm here with Chong Kawai and <laughs> Chong Ka Heng. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Okay, so, uh, well, because we're doing an outside recording and we actually only have, well, I actually only have one mic, so I'll be passing the mic along so you might hear a bit of like audio um, fading in and out. But I'm in this beautiful shop. It's, uh, the color scheme is like super bright and it's very, very appealing. Uh, And as I heard from you guys earlier, this shop has, since the MCO sort of lifted a bit, the shop has gotten a lot of uh, foot traffic over the past uh, week or past two weeks. But let's go back to the beginning. You guys opened like a bit before the MCO, right? How, what was the whole idea behind it and why did you guys plan to open this place? Uh, we've been doing coffee for almost nine to ten years. So uh, doing a cafe is pretty much what, what we know and all this while it's been coffee. So then uh, we went to Japan and uh, found out that matcha, uh, you can drink matcha just as it is. And uh, then because all we know of matcha is a flavor or a dessert or um, an ice cream flavor, right? But uh, when I was there, I realized hey, you can actually drink matcha on its own. So this is like something that is uh, mind-blowing to me. So uh, when I was there and I, I tasted it and it's just amazing. So when we came back, then we tried to incorporate matcha into our menu in uh, our other cafes. So then uh, the feedback was good and I do more research and realized that there's a similar or close caffeine level as to coffee. So, um, because we drink coffee and drink a lot of coffee, so I thought, why not we swap it with uh, matcha and see how it goes. So, before gym, I drink coffee as pre-workout. So, I realized, uh, okay, why not I just swap and try matcha. And, and I get like quite a consistent energy and it's pretty, pretty good and similar. So, it doesn't really affect or change much. So, I thought, why don't we just change or uh, try matcha and... 
uh, with, with matcha, you get lots of health benefits as well. So rather than just drinking coffee alone, uh, why not just swap with matcha and uh, you get that health benefits. So uh, that's how we got the idea of doing exploring matcha. Just for context, so uh, you guys also run uh, two other cafes, Coffee Society uh, and Garage 51, right? And they are pretty long-standing cafes, so you guys know how to run uh, food businesses or at least like cafes, right? Um, but translating it to matcha, I guess it's, like you said, you previously you didn't really have much experience drinking or tasting it. Um, but tell me a bit more about the uh, experience of like going to Tokyo and what was your kind of first taste or first experience of matcha? So I was in this uh, 24-hour sushi restaurant. I was quite late in the night. So uh, because in Malaysia, when we have sushi, they serve us tea, uh, green tea, right? But uh, over there, I realized it's a bit thicker. Uh, it is almost powdery at the bottom. So I realized that hey, it's actually matcha. So as as I said earlier, I, I didn't know that we can drink matcha on its own and it didn't taste bitter at all. So I realized that hey, this is something that we can explore because um, it is, uh, like I said, with health benefits and all. So then we, 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 we explore more with that and we realized that uh, drinking this alone is not very attractive to most people, just like how black coffee isn't very appealing to most people. So we explore with different flavors. So then um, I realized in Europe, there are a lot of, when I was there, I realized there's a lot of ginger turmeric. Yeah, a lot of shots and lots of flavor with ginger. Then I, I couldn't take it, I like, asked the, the, the staff there, why do I see uh, ginger turmeric everywhere? So they said, oh, it's a health trend right now. So I realized, hey, we have bentung ginger in our backyard, right? So why, why is no one doing something about it? And uh, at least in the cafe setting where most young people go to, then I, I realized, okay, we got to do something with it. I mean, we try to uh, explore bentung ginger turmeric matcha. And it, indeed, it tastes really nice. It's one of my favorite drinks now. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to get that balance, to achieve the balance of, balance of flavor, but now it's really nice. Yeah, and I think, I mean, you touch on the ginger and turmeric shot. Actually, it's a whole series of different drinks that you have here because you're not only kind of like a matcha specialty store, you also have all these other um, drinks that combine all these different flavors. And also, you, you use a lot of local ingredients, which I love. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of like championing our local ingredients, right? Um, but yeah, before we go on to the, the, the Drink Your Color series, um, I just want to touch on like the matcha itself because you have a very special, what you call it, like a ceremonial matcha, right? And that's very different from the first experience of matcha that you had at the 24-hour sushi shop, right? Where I guess the matcha just is just like probably dispensed or like you, you get hot water and you kind of make it on your own. Whereas this other, there's this other tier of matcha. Like there are all different levels of coffee, right? That you have like Starbucks and whatnot, and then you have all those uh, filter coffee and people making it really artisanal. And the same can be said for matcha as well, right? And in Japan, especially, they have all these elaborate ceremonies around matcha making, where they use some bamboo whisk and drink it very, very thick, sort of like a. It's very umami, and there's very little bitterness in there, right? And that's very different from your first experience with with uh, matcha. So how did you get from 
from uh, drinking that matcha at the 24-hour sushi store to finding this uh, special ceremonial matcha. Is, is there a story behind that? We attended many tea schools in Japan. So on a while on a search of uh, the right matcha that we can purchase from uh, from Malaysia, so we attended many schools and uh, we we learn and absorb as much as we can. So the beauty about matcha is that it isn't supposed to be bitter. The higher the grade, the the less bitterness it is. The higher the umami. So umami is what you want to look for in a in a matcha. So uh, just like how coffee, if you drink single origin, you're looking for the flavor, the profile, like berries or, or, or plum or citrusy or this kind of notes, right? So for matcha, it's very simple. You want to look for umami. So we, as, we, as we journey through the different courses that we attended, we, we realized that there's a distinct flavor between different matchas. So as you as we compare and do different tasting, it gets you you get really in love with it because the umami is just amazing. It's something that you, it's a very savory, close to seaweed kind of taste where uh, you chase after that. So if once you drink or have a have a cup of ceremonial matcha, it's really hard to turn back. So as we explore different matcha, then we realize that uh, hey, there's we need to bring back this umami, this unique flavor in a matcha that is so different than the tea that we used to drink or at least even the 24-hour uh, sushi restaurants that I go to. So now, do you, do you guys prefer drinking matcha over coffee? Oh yeah, I drink more matcha now. But oh. I, still, I still do drink coffee once in a while, uh, but it's still okay. I mean, I don't, I don't uh, hate it or anything. <laughs> and then, Kawai, for you, do you drink? You know, I've been drinking coffee for the past uh, maybe 10 odd years. Having Coffee Society, then Garage 51, and then Underground Society, and so Procaffeinating. This is our fifth brand, actually, Ocha Macha. So, the past decade or so, we have been drinking so much coffee. Um, it's kind of strange when the past few months, I've been only drinking matcha. I mean, I had, I had been drinking once or twice coffee, and uh, we, were, we were not you know, trying to replace coffee with matcha, but what I'm saying is that like Kaheng says, it gets really addictive. In fact, I'm drinking a ceremonial matcha right now. <laughs> yeah. So I guess um, yes, we have been drinking way more matcha than than coffee right now, lah. Yeah. And so when you guys drink at the shop, that do you guys do your uh, add your different flavorings to it as well? Like you gave one example of the bentong ginger, right? But how about all the other drinks? I see like quite inventive flavors in there as well. So as we explore with bentung ginger, then we realize there are a lot more ingredients uh, that that is available locally. Uh, things like pandan. Pandan is literally in my house. I mean, I have it in the garden. So why why not we try something uh, local and uh, explore more like uh, tropical fruits, uh, even um, mango or watermelon, uh, calamansi, things that we are used to. Uh, familiar with yet um, have not been done with matcha so we try to ex- uh, try explore with that so uh, because as I mentioned ceremonial matcha itself might not be appealing to everybody so uh, a good way to try matcha will be uh, true flavors flavors that we are all familiar with uh, then uh, it will be something that uh, is more appealing to the public 
And so far, how has the public perception of your place been? Well, especially since we're coming off the MCO now. Talk to me about how you guys coped over the MCO period and how you managed to sort of generate hype over the past two weeks, especially. Um, I think we were fortunate and unfortunate to be able to open our store two days before MCO. And right after we opened, uh, the the government has announced that there's a movement control order. So that uh, changes everything because we were very conservative about it at first. We were just thinking, maybe we close the store. I mean, it's MCO anyway, so maybe we just close the store for how, however long it may take. But then we thought, okay, since we already opened for two days, okay, let's do this, you know, let's put everything online and and we try doing that so the sales in the beginning was of course very challenging but when we start to um, tell our friends about it and then it somehow picked on on a viral effect where people just picked on something beneficial about our drinks functional about drinks fighting the unknown disease and unseen so for that our sales has been um, way better than what was expected but to move everything online over a short period of time, it was quite challenging. But however, I think we we always have in mind the products that we have, like Kain shared earlier. It is um, very straight to the point when it comes to areas of health and beauty. So the drinks, like the series that we have, they are also sometimes uh, uh, have collagen inside. In that way, we have a very unique uh, USP to really target the the group of uh, audiences that we want. Therefore, I think social media really worked during that period of time where people also generally are more health conscious, fighting the unknown. So because of that, I think many families, they begin to order like, you know, five six seven cups for their families so it, because these are all natural there's like no no sugar inside and then no dairy as well so i think that usp has made many families and also friends uh, sort of love our brand before experiencing our brand they actually you know start buying gifts in terms of drinks to their family members and and that supported us throughout the whole mco um, right after MCO, where we start to begin seeing customers coming in, uh, the first week was a bit slow because uh, probably they they are still afraid to come out and you know shop. But uh, the past few weeks has been crazy. Uh, people are just coming in, and we are quite happy with that. Yeah, it sounds like you guys are, are doing really well, and as well, especially maybe to cover up for the MCO, right? Because MCO is like everyone was struggling, but right now it's yeah, it's really good to hear that you guys, your shop is getting a lot of eyes and ears on it. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to just end with uh, talking a bit about any future plans you have, whether it's the short term or the long term. Um, and maybe uh, talk a bit about like where your online sales direction is going as well. And do you plan on keeping that running? Um, we have a website, ochamacha.com, that um, delivers worldwide and also nationwide. So, in fact, uh, we have been receiving orders from foreign countries and foreign other states. And... We plan to, of course, um, grow in that sense, but physically as well, even in the coming uh, coming days, coming week, we are looking at potential new sites 
and um, we are constantly trying to outgrow ourselves in that sense because we think that um, we do not want to just be limited into this neighborhood we would probably prefer to go into a bit more uh, other neighborhoods that we can also serve so yeah that's 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 what we have been thinking okay now if it's okay with you guys i'd love to like Record some audio of you You making one of your drinks And you can take your pick Of like Which drink You think sounds the best <laughs> Okay But before all that We're just gonna take a quick break But when we come back We'll be making a few drinks With Kawai and Kaheng From Ocha Matcha Stay with us You're listening to Breaking Bread On BFM 89.9 <laughs> Welcome back to Breaking Bread. I'm Jun, and I've just been speaking with the Chong brothers from Ocha Matcha, a matcha cafe in TTDI. We've been talking about their business and how they've been coping since the start of the MCO, but now we're just going to have a bit of an audio experience, listening and tasting their drinks. Well, I'll be doing the tasting and you'll be doing the listening at least. Okay, so I'm here at the bar counter of uh, Ocha Matcha and we are going to make the ceremonial matcha which has a very specific process to it and you'll be hearing some sounds of uh, it being made um, and yeah we'll, we'll talk to it as well as, uh, as we make it okay so now we'll be making the traditional ceremonial matcha for tea ceremony so we use two scoops of half teaspoon of matcha ceremonial matcha into the bowl and then we add about 50, 60 ml of hot water and we just whisk and then we drink directly from the bowl okay so the powder goes in So that's the whisking going on. And actually, what's the purpose of, of whisking it? So the whisking part is to uh, ensure that the powder mixes well with the water, dilutes well, and you want to create that micro foam where it's like almost like a crema to coffee. Mm. So when you drink, it's smooth, creamy, and uh, that you it's a, a beautiful whisk matcha. So you just drink directly from the bowl. Oh, okay. Wait, so it's, it's, it's done now? Yeah, it's done. Oh, it's pretty fast. Oh, okay. So you, there are lots of rituals that uh, you have to do in a tea ceremony, but for now, you just drink directly. <laughs> so there's, uh, you don't have your special OCNC uh, ritual? ritual? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Shall we drink? Yeah. How do we... Okay, so you just hold it and drink directly from the bowl. Oh, it's nice. Mm. And it's definitely, there's definitely that like umami umaminess to it and it's very different from uh, I guess like a green tea drink that you get outside and it's very thick it's very like gao as well and usually I guess when you associate gao things you'll be like oh it's a very gao tea right and there'll be all the bitterness and the tannins will come out but then this is yeah it's just a umami there mmm nice okay what's the next drink that we're gonna make do you want to try our bandung ginger turmeric sure yeah you should try that so tell me what goes in, uh, in this uh, bentong ginger drink. So we put in uh, stevia. We do not use sugar. Stevia is a natural sweetener. Mm-hmm. 
So we put in stevia for the sweetness. Then we put in uh, ginger turmeric, bentung ginger turmeric. And we mix it well with the stevia. Then we add in soy milk. Ocha Macha, we use a lot of um, non-dairy milk. We have five milk options, five non-dairy milk options. They're all unsweetened. Uh, by default, we use unsweetened soy milk. So you get a very light and easy to drink texture. And because it's unsweetened, so you won't get that creamy taste as compared to fresh milk. But if you like creamy and thick texture, well, we also have fresh milk, fresh cow's milk as an option. So once we pour in the bentung ginger, we pour in soy milk and matcha as the top. So you get a beautiful three layers of colors. And we call this uh, the Drink Your Color series. Yeah. Do you have to mix it before drinking? Ah. Okay, let me try it, let me try it. Oh! Oh, I like it. But actually, the ginger is quite mild. Eh? Mm, yeah, it's mm. overpowering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I expected like a hit of ginger, but yeah. Mm. This is like very pleasant to drink. Very well balanced. Mm-hmm. All the three flavors. It's surprisingly like very well balanced and very Since easy to drink. drink to make. Yeah. Since we decided to open a store, we've been experimenting till even up till few days before we open the store, we are still perfecting this bentung ginger. Oh, I think it's really nice. I, I, I think you got it to a great place. Mm, cool. Thanks so much. Now that is it for this week's show. To listen to more episodes, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or visit our website at www.bfm.my. And if you're hungry for more recipes or some funky food writing, you can follow me on Instagram at jun.n.tonic. That's J-U-N dot A-N-D dot T-O-N-I-C. I'm Jun, and you've been listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9.